It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves because, well, that's what we do on Free Talk Live. Of course we are. We're a talk show. So call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we're going to be doing. And it's Mark here with you this evening. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you all for uh, coming into our I, the secondary studio, the, the our, our other studio. I'm not sure what terminology we're using here. I'm a do Zeus. Yeah, I'm not t- uh, calling demon names on the air, and I don't. No, care. no, it's I'm a do Zeus. <laughs> well, whatever that might mean. I'm a doozy, a studio. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm a doozy. I'm a doozy. That's it, right? Um, anyway. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number's uh, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the meantime, it looks like Anonymous has targeted uh, Elon Musk. Now, we just watched the video before the uh, the show started here, and um, I'm I love the line, we're anonymous, expect us. Mm-hmm. That is their like standard it is. sound off. It it is very threatening though. Well, I I really like the idea of uh, so uh, things like uh, the the recent stock kerfluffle with uh, with uh, I mean member berries is really what they were banking on with that one. No, I like that store member. Well, I- it was not just that; it was also spite. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely spite powered. And my favorite quote will not. One of my favorite quotes to misquote is, I can do all things through spite, which strengthens me. <laughs> but well, yeah, funny. I mean, I, I like this idea of like, hey, we are actually decentralizing power today. Like that, that is what's happening. So I think, sales shouldn't be a thing anyway. So you should kind of expect that if you start doing douchey moves, you are going to get called out for them. And if you start like trying to destroy a, a favorite part of people's childhood, through, you know, corporate, I don't think I can say any of the words to describe that, but um, manipulations, then, yeah, you might expect that they could make you eat your uh, eat your contract. Like, oh, well, I bet more shares than exist that this bill will fail. Oh, did you now? Well, then you should probably expect that there is at least some possibility that the diffuse power network that exists now might call you to account for what you've done. I think Elon Musk is a good example of what power can do. Mm. Because here's a guy who, on one hand, is, you know, he's he's well-liked. I mean, I can't say I hate Elon Musk. Okay, he's a corporation with a PR department. He was never any better than any any of the rest of them. You know, he has the highest charisma level of anyone on the spectrum I've ever seen in my life, (laughs) honestly. You know, like those two traits do not go well together. They and, tend not to. Uh, he manages to pull it off. He, he does somehow ma- appears to be not a supervillain. <laughs> appears <laughs> he, being the keyword. Yeah, he does appear not to be. Um, I again, like I said, I don't hate Elon Musk. There are lots of uh, you know people in charge of large companies, mostly banks, whom uh, you know I like a lot less. I'm gonna I have to dispute banks' status as a company. All right, what do you think they are? government agencies you think they're government agencies or yes. you think they're the oh, yeah. heads uh, and governments or they just the agencies I, I think the that banks? they're well the, the 
banks the, are the parent The government company. is the enforcement arm of the banking the, uh, yeah, the, cartel. Yeah, the banks are the parent corporation of the governments, if you want to look at it that way. The banks are who's re- the banks are the real government. Well, I mean, if you could find a lot of people that didn't have uh, both feet in Goldman Sachs in government, then you'd have an argument for them being different. But I mean, it's it's a revolving door. Oh, I'm in the banking. Oh, I'm in the government. Oh, I'm in the banking. Oh, I'm in the government. I, I okay. So I guess with uh, if we're removing banks from my uh, scenario here, I don't know a lot of CEO big CEOs beyond banks i mean mm. those are the ones that i keep my closest eye on um and you know really what what about the other quasi-governmental agencies of say amazon facebook i'm familiar Google. with yeah I'm, I'm i'm familiar with bezos and uh uh what uh zuckerberg and um yeah i mean at, i know that i've heard the guy's name from twitter and if you said it i would remember it jack dorsey uh that, that sounds right <laughs> you know these people but i mean I've only named five people at this point. I know the Google guys, um, they don't seem so bad. They don't well, really get out well, there. Bren, Sergey Bren. I don't know. Well, Google well, didn't you- start out CIA. Mm, yeah, it did. Totally? Yeah. Well, the. the you, uh, this it, is like public information. You so the CIA front corporation was like their biggest donor. DARPA. Inkutel. 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 Yeah. Okay, I know that uh, OK Cupid sort of started out through DARPA. I really couldn't say much beyond that. That's, oh, that's interesting. That is disturbing. Well, look I it might up. have to go. Yeah, I might have to go look that up. Everybody, tickety tickety. We, we have military applications for your dating plans. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> don't believe the stuff you hear on the radio. Double check it every time. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up, and if it's true, then I'm going to say that that supports my theory or position whatever you want to call it on you have to have a stable society in order to have any kind of freedom because if the government has a vested interest or believes they do in dating sites which are most often used for not dating although they are used for dating then there you go well dating is um i don't know what okay i've been married for some time and uh i don't have a kind of a broad term yeah so dating, I'd say, is a broad term. Like, you know, I was just talking to a friend who recently out of a relationship that uh, didn't work out. But, you know, upside is things went well for six months or so. Right. I mean, you know, got to taste the wares, as it were, and, and you know, move on. Um, eh, you know, it's. Well, OK, so if you no, so because if you show up for the for an interview with the intent of getting a job, you're still interviewing. If you show yes. up to interviews with the intent of snorting coke and then streaking out the office you're not doing an interview so yes you can date and fail but if you seek out well, to fail i would say you are not dating you're just so sleeping no, around well no that's courtship so not all dating is courtship so the the hookup behavior which i don't think is is ultimately a good idea or helpful but you know you are free to do stupid things it's kind of the libertarian view uh i mean that Hookup culture is part of dating. It's just not part of courtship. I'd also say that, uh, you know, you need to people need to be aware. Everybody needs to be aware that uh, some people are dating without the intention of taking it to the, the marriage level. Some people are just dating yeah, for the should, sake of dating. You should have those conversations no later than the first date, in my opinion. But, I, I agree you know, on that one. Like, what are your intentions? Are we just having fun? Or are you are you interviewing for a lifetime position? I am looking for XYZ. What are you looking for? Because most, well, uh, speaking for straight women and, and not any other demographic, most guys will either 
tell the truth at that point or fumble. <laughs> if you like ask them a direct question, they will do all these like lawyerisms to, to you know, screw people over. <laughs> screw people most over. People, <laughs> well, screw one them, person over in particular. Well, no, if they only wanted one, they'd get maybe married, less right? Over, but, but, uh, um, okay, so. If, if your answer to that question is, well, then. If they don't say, okay, anything besides a yes is a no. Right. It, it just in life, period. <laughs> I agree with, like,. Your premise, I don't like your characterization, right? Like, like, you know. Well, no, because if you went on, so if you if went I, on, on one of these sites and said, "Hey, I'm looking the bang," that's honest. I, you don't. It's it's the putting well, away front that so, is my main. So the, there's a problem with that, though, because like Cause that's that is not work. an effective tactic, right? Yes, like, a lot of times when you are honest about what you want, you will not get it. That's correct, and so it's an ineffective tactic. And I um, also would well, point out, lots of people are attempting to not communicate effectively on these sites. That's why they started calling and, hooking up dating because they wanted to be ambiguous, and that is why part of why I refuse to give up the term. I yes, a lot of the time, if you don't scam people, you won't get money, right? Like that's that's how life is a lot of the time. I have never heard. Has always been part of dating. I have never heard anybody who has held on to the term dating like this before, and I want to get into it just a bit more. The number, 603-283-6160. at 603-283-6160. Melanie's taking a hard line on the definition of what dating is and what one should be doing out there. What do you think? 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. And call Free Talk Live. The number 603-283-6160. That's 60 Yeah, uh-huh. That's it. 6160. What is it? 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. Okay, so we started out with the story about Elon Musk and how Anonymous is coming to get him. But uh, as you has that often happens here on Free Talk Live, another topic came up, and I'm interested in this one too. This one appears to be a dating topic, and Melanie is taking the position that dating means a, uh, a interviewing for for a permanent position. Interviewing for a permanent position. Okay, and do you have an opinion on this? Uh, I, I think I think that is too narrow of a definition. I think that what you're describing is courting or courtship. So but that is what people in that is what people hope you think of when they say dating. No, no, it is not. Some people actually like go into it with the idea of, Hey, none of us are ready to settle down. Like we're That's early twenties. That does not contradict what I said. When someone says that they are dating or says the word dating in regards to themselves, what they hope the people around them think is that that is they're looking for some kind of long-term thing. They do not hope that the people they're, they are dating or calling dating or their mom or their friends or whatever, maybe some of their friends, their intention <laughs> is not to convey that they're just looking to sleep around. Otherwise, well, no a one lot wants of them to talk to their mom it. about who they're sleeping around with. But they'll say they're dating. It is an, it is a, an in, intentional obfuscation. Which is why, okay, this is what you intend to convey? Well, fine, this is what it means. I have to agree with this to some extent. Now, again, it's been some time since I have dated, but um, I will say that 
you know, the, uh, that, the, well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I had no intention of getting married, but I had every intention of dating. And if that meant interviewing for a, uh, a bigger position of, well, quote unquote dating more often, as it were, um, sometimes dating multiple people a day as it, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. That's what it, that was. That was what my goal was when I was doing this. I found in the process of dating, uh, a woman who a wasn't interested in that sort of behavior and B had a large skill set that, uh, sort of matched my lack of skills in certain areas. And then, you know, uh, whatever my skills seem to benefit Sounds her. educational. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went ahead and uh, decided, well, we'll see you how start this, a university. this goes. And, and we, you know, just really haven't stopped that at any point. Um, so, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, putting up with a bunch of bullcrap, Laura. Anyway, the uh, I, I, I definitely did what Melanie is talking about here, where I, um, you know, portrayed myself as the build your own man hobby kit, right? With uh, very few, uh, you know, opinions, but hey, I've got a nice, I've got a house I have, uh, you know, bought. I've got a, you know, a car that I'm, uh, that's, that's fancy and, you know, these sorts of things. You could fit right in here as the woman who is not in this house. And then you don't. You know, and um, that went on for some time. Well, and and I think that's part of the problem is that these aren't mutually exclusive ideas. I mean, for some people, the sleeping around phase is phase one of the interview process. Okay, so that is what people will tell you. I do not believe that. So tell me what 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 worked for you. I mean, it sounds like you had a pretty (laughs) a pretty good system, uh, Melanie, and I I think that that's it's worth pointing out. Right. So. What were your goals when you were dating? So I would recommend, first of all, not being born in like a, uh, not a third world, but like a third world copy within the first world. Like, don't do that. Decide Which where you you're born. No okay. Louisiana. Say over. So, you know, there you go. Decide Louisiana. where you're born. Check. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Well, you so, can decide where you are, if not where you're born. Right. So I should. Hold on. Before you go on, uh, places, you're referring to places like Louisiana, whence you come. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, what, say, Mississippi, Alabama, the country of the, the uh, South. Not, not the middle, like some people like to call the South, not Tennessee. Anywhere in America South. experiencing real severe uh, food insecurity among a sizable portion of the population. Yeah, but they're not because they have welfare. And I lived in an area that was strangely on the edge of this. So um, what we're talking about is the difference between city mice and country mice. And one of the distinct differences is uh, country mice tend to get married early and city mice tend to get married late. You got married eh, late. I don't know how old you were, but you you weren't you weren't 21. <laughs> yeah, so I should have left a lot sooner than I did and I didn't so maybe I would have gotten married a lot younger had I thought that there might be better places on earth and went and found one Um, I kind of like the idea of getting married a little later than you know what the prospect that you're marrying is going to turn out like because they've turned out yeah, that that there, one there that one is a, there, uh, there, like the 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 cost benefit is completely different for men and women on that one. even if I accept that there might be a happy medium there so, I mean, like, if, if you're a woman, getting married earlier has a really distinct advantage. How so? Uh, so the, the health problems that you can have uh, from having children are reduced significantly. Right. The children. number of children that you can have are reduced significant or are increased, increased significantly. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's a different thing. Whereas for a man, I mean, having kids at 50 is not really a problem for us. I um, didn't have my brain together until somewhere around 30, mm-hmm. um, certainly 25. Like it was, I was starting to put the pieces together somewhere around 24, well, 25. Well, there's an argument that no one would get married if they had their brain together at the time. <laughs> I, I I would disagree. I, I think and I think that Melanie sort of logic this out and said, you know, I intend to get married. I'm not intending to sleep around. I believe that sleeping around diminishes my value as a um, you know potential spouse, not just that the husband won't want me, but that, you know, the, the cow and the milk for free and all that. Uh, well, it's stuff. just not appealing. Like I, I've had to have I've had to be really convinced by people that this is appealing by two other people, although I guess that's kind of self-explanatory by the fact that people do it. What's appealing? I, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping lost. It around. just seems really gross, like, just from, like, a... Not from, like, a moral judgment standpoint, but just from, like... A sanitary standpoint, yeah. You're gonna... Yeah, and just why, like... You don't know this person, like... Well, so you... People find sleeping around attractive and they tried to convince you of it, or they tried uh, people... Yeah, like, I was like, why would you, know, like... Why would you do this? And I, I've had to. I've I've talked to a couple of uh, female friends who were like, "Yeah, no, most people like find this appealing." I'm like, that actually explains why they do it. So yeah, <laughs> I think they find it appealing, but do they find it appealing in the sense that you want to marry them? And I think that that's a different oh no, just thing. like on its face, like you know, do you find ice cream appealing, whether or not you think that it's good or bad for you? Right. If you're going to pick one food to eat all of the time, it isn't going to be ice cream. So, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully it'll be something like, I don't know, vegetables, uh, maybe some rice and beans and some mushrooms thrown in. Um, well, and one thing that is uh, a really important difference of seeking a mate when you're young versus when you've had a little bit more time to let your neurons myelinate. Like when you're young, hotness is really important. Just like bare bones attractiveness is a really, I mean, it's not the only thing, but it's its up there. And that doesn't last, and that will not help you in life. Whereas when you're older, the other traits become more important. Healthy choices will last and keep you attractive into your, uh, well, 50s anyway, maybe 60s. I mean, I see a lot of gals out of uh, Hollywood. They're in their 60s and 70s. That's funny. Around. Well, there's not that health. too. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. A newly recruited search and rescue officer, Marshall Hunter was resigned to a life of rescuing wayward spacefarers and derelict satellites. But when a billionaire couple goes missing, his own ship is disabled during the rescue. With communication satellites suddenly failing and lunar mineral shipments disappearing in transit, the crew suspects it's more than a coincidence, and Hunter must choose between salvation and sacrifice to save his crewmates and their civilian charges. Frontier by Patrick Childs and BingBooks.com Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I think Melanie's got a, a system here. And 
I I like the system. The system appears to be how to get married and not mess around with a bunch of uh, hustlers. What what's the terminology? People who are not serious. Well, it be, not being serious is one thing. Not being serious and presenting yourself as serious is because you don't have to quote avoid somebody who says I'm looking to sleep around. I mean. Then now you know what they want. How do you uh, find this out? How do you find out that uh, there's a you know this person is not interested in uh, marriage and just out to fool around? I mean, so usually they people might not necessarily announce what their intentions are, but if they ha- people won't announce what their intentions are if they don't want you to know. Well, t- they it, will. Be- it sounds like what you do is ask them and see if they flinch. You, they will announce what their intentions are if they want you to know what their intentions are. If you're, I, I don't know, I can't think. Nobody of- wants people to. No, nobody wants to come out and say. Uh, guys have figured out it is not effective to come out and say I am looking to sleep around. And women um, realize that there's usually a social burden to uh, announcing the same. Although, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that pretty much the idea of Tinder? Look, like, how would I know? I, I don't mean, so know I hear, you hear things. The politicians tell me You're it's a great You're still allowed way. on the interwebs. There are people who still insist that Tinder is not a hookup app, uh, but it is. Yeah, as far as Anything I that doesn't have a bio or allows you to describe yourself is a, not a dating site. Yeah, that, so as far as I know, that's pretty much their business model as opposed to all of the other uh, dating services. Like, there are definitely sleeper-arounders on, you know, OkCupid or Farmers Only or whatever it is, but... As far as I know, that one specifically has attracted the just sleeping around crowd. That's what the impression I've been given from all of it. But uh, I haven't done a great deal of investigation because I don't want that investigation to look like something it's not. <laughs> um, and I I don't believe in tempting myself in any way. Um, Always it, a good call. Yeah, it's just it's not a good idea. So uh, largely, Honey, I, I promise it's just for research. <laughs> right. I like looked at. At um Tinder, and I mean literally looked at because I looked at what you know when I was single. What the I want to say what the, the profile, what the, what the um template looked like, mm. and there was nowhere to put anything. So I was like, okay, well, this is not. <laughs> There's a little bit, like two by. two sentences you can put in. Anyway, let's go. Useful. Let's go to Jill, who's calling in. She wants to talk about this too. Jill from Virginia. Yeah, well, I never did date much. I didn't get along with the boys I went to school with, for one thing. But anyhow. After I left school, I, I grew up and went into a small town. This is in Augusta County. I went to live in Stanton. I worked at a curb service restaurant, and there was a guy there who was a buddy of mine. And after I left that place, we would often go We would often go to a ball game, and each one would pay his own ticket, and there was no question of any romantic anything like that. We, we were just buddies. But, but as a matter of fact, he told me later his train ran on a different track, if you understand oh. what I mean. But my idea, I gotcha. of the, my idea of the idea, the purpose of dating is to find a spouse. And I don't, and with most people, I don't see much point because I can usually tell this person's not going to be my spouse. So uh, there's no point in going out with him. Yeah, I think that sounds, uh, it, it, I think it sounds like a very classic way of using the, the dating realm. And I think that, thank you for the call, Jill. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I think that this is what the expectation is, is when people, this is the, the, the template, right? This is what people want you to believe that they go into dating. I'm not saying Jill didn't, 
that that Jill was, uh, you know, uh, hiding something or obscuring something. I'm simply saying that it's because of people like Jill that we're uh, those that are not interested, in fact, in uh, finding a spouse can, you know, run under the cover of darkness, as it were. Well, because I, mean, I agree with Melanie, if you don't come out and say what your intentions are, then the default is your intentions are that at the very least you're looking to move the ball down the field towards the end goal of potential marriage. And if you don't, if, if nobody fumbles or leaves the field or whatever the terminology is, I'm, I'm torturing the heck out of this uh, metaphor, um, then the, we, we at some I point see. get to the Procreation is football. Gotcha. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some grunting and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Should there really be that many men involved at the same time? <laughs> well, somebody. Well, like prefers- I said, sometimes you attempt something and fail. It's not. It's not dishonest. That's just failing. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, like, uh, well, uh, for instance, I was talking about a friend earlier, and and in his situation, you know, he was definitely trying to find out if this person was compatible for a future relationship, as was that person, and they were moving towards that. They found out that there was some compatibility issues, and and you said six months, right? That's yeah, it's about six months. Yeah, yeah that, that's not that long. When people attempt to do that for years, it. I, I maybe I'm just lucky. I don't think that should take six months, but you know we're having to re rebuild society every generation, so you know it's a little bit harder well, and, to do that. And that is stretch. definitely part of this whole issue is that we've pretty much lost a lot of our cultural values of this is a good thing that you should be rewarded socially for doing. But it's not people who take decades and say you know oh I interviewed this person for five years and then found out something I should have asked a month in. It's like well okay let's correct that. Well, and there definitely is something to be said, at least for about three months, because on average, three months is how long the infatuation stage takes to wear off. So uh, as uh, we've talked about this uh, in person, uh, I think you've called it, uh, well, yeah, you shouldn't make those decisions while you're on drugs, which <laughs> is really effectively what you are well, on during that period make, of time. make life-altering decisions while you're on drugs. So getting engaged at three months might be, you know, a little early. But if there's some, you know, major deal breaker, you probably should have found it by then. Mm. I mean, or at least asked. And, if, you know, if you asked and it was hidden from you, I guess that's a little bit different, maybe. But I mean, and a lot of what you're doing is disqualifying people who need to be disqualified. And usually, obviously, so you can't you can't make there be someone who's a match for you available. But you can always make yourself not be with someone who isn't. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you don't want what you certainly don't want is to be with somebody who's a bad choice while the good choice passes by. You know, because many cases the good choice is never going to have uh, you know rung your bell, as it were, uh, tried to get your attention in the same way if the you know bad choices are sort of hanging around. Right. Um, so if you've got you know whomever Mister Mr. or Mrs. right now, um, you know right then, then Mister or Mrs. right may not uh, ever have, you know, buzzed your, your tower, as it were. I um, And if they're decent, they're not going after people who are in a, a relationship or alleged relationship, whatever it is. I just I, really like the visual of buzzed your tower. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's Maverick from, uh, from Top Gun. The, anyway, I, I like this, uh, you shouldn't make decisions while on drugs. I have being married for the longest in this room by a good stretch. I think, I'm, I think we're at 17 or 18 years. Um, 
I can say that there have been women that I have been attracted to and even had that sort of dopamine rush thing beginning when, uh, you know, that I've just been talking to, you know, situations. I have to go to conventions. Uh, you know, I end up in places. Sometimes it's just, you know, the evening or, you know, your wife's off talking to somebody, whatever the situation may be. And I've always been like, take a deep breath, man. <laughs> take a deep breath because this isn't going to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> in fact, it's going to create a bunch. <laughs> um, and, you know, not to say that there certainly aren't things in the world worth creating problems over. It's just that probably this isn't the way to, to you know, decide this. So I'm more and more convinced of what Melanie's saying here. Then again, when it comes to traditional family values, I am an easy target. I do like them. I still think that the broader term is useful. Useful. Yeah. For that, what purpose, that calling though? it dating is uh, is useful as a term and distinguishing hookup versus courting. The number 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. We've been talking about uh, dating. We were talking about Elon Musk, and uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know how I, this I happened. I don't even have either. any idea how this occurred. We were talking about Elon Musk and Anonymous, uh, you know, basically calling him out. I do want to talk about that, and I will talk, and we will talk about that. But um, Melanie kind of threw down some information here, and I'm uh, at first it it indicts me as uh, you know, it indicts dating Mark. Uh, you know, dating Mark has turned into Mary. I didn't make any allegations about you at all. No, you didn't. And I wasn't around to know about it. So. Indeed. Uh, but dating Mark turned into married Mark and married Mark, you know, been married for some time. But, uh, you know, like some of the things you said, sort of like your experience, that uh, is that men enter the dating realm and they are obfuscating what it is that they're trying well, I did to. Not, I did not say men do that. The people who do that, the people who want the word to have multiple meanings... Or, the word dating, or because why? Because why else would it have to have so very different meanings? Like we don't have a word that means okay. purchases. Well, here's, here's a really good reason why it would have multiple meanings. The is word dating. If you are not sure whether you are just sleeping with this person regularly, or if you are in the process of moving into courtship with them. Right, and hold okay. on, well, Melody. Remember, there's two process processes here. Right, there's the uh, the country mouse process where they get married young and they stay married uh in, in in general they stay married much longer than the city mice do city mice if they get married young tend not to stay married long and they tend to get married later and they tend to have more sexual partners uh throughout their life and you know obviously these aren't mice these are humans <laughs> okay, so, you, 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 so what i'm trying to say is is that both want to use the same term to describe what they're doing and the city mice have a different process and that process includes trying out the goods beforehand as okay, opposed fine, to afterwards but then you're still you, that can be whether or not it should is a whole different topic but that can be part of the interview right but yep. it is not possible to not know 
if you're trying to see this if this will work out. <laughs> you are mistaken. No, you it either you absolute... either have a conscious intent to see will this work out or you do not. Okay. Like you cannot Ignorance not be has aware an infinite of that. potential. Wait, it wait. is always possible to be unaware of something. Are you aware are you um uh, Melanie aware that there's different types of intelligence? So, I mean, Well, you... I disagree that of the allegation that there's different types of intelligence. Okay. So, would you say that a professional athlete has a better mind-body connection um that they are able to, you know, that we could we could call what they do athleticism. We could call that a form of intelligence in so much as their mind controls their body and they achieve skill. at a far greater level. It's not just a skill. No, 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 no. Um, they, it, it's the firing of neurons at a certain speed. Um, everybody was not put on earth with the same, uh, you know, yeah, technical the, the uh, idea that there's not different kinds of intelligence i mean for crying out loud there's at the very least at the very least you have to acknowledge that there is a spatial form of intelligence associated with mathematics and a linguistic form of intelligence and while they are closely correlated they are distinguishable I from each other i don't have to acknowledge that those are different types of skill sets both that require intelligence, some some that some people are good at, and some that other people. Okay, are Okay, so at. when when I was taking tests, I consistently like I would get ninety two in my math skills and ninety nine in my language skills, more or less every time I took a test. Okay, right. So, so I would have, always have, have a, a lower a ability in math skill in than in languages. All right, so um, if we presume that there are different types of intelligence, then we have to presume that there are different ways of coming to a conclusion. And one of the ways might to come to a conclusion may be I have to experience all of this to know what's going on. And I would say that it is quite possible to like I um, agree with you, Melanie, that the system for finding out your prospect that's stating ahead of time asking because this is the, the first thing. Are you intending to get, what are your goals here today? What are you hoping to achieve? Do you intend to get married in the next, uh, you know, six months to a year? Are you looking to get married or whatever the, the direct question is that you've got? Great system. Um, parsing through the term dating, I have to agree with, uh, with Peakless Mountaineer here that in fact that every word has its term. If he wants to use the term courtship to describe moving towards marriage dating is describing the larger thing and then sleeping around as a as terminology for simply not looking towards the future then i can accept all of that and if that's if that's how because i'm not a dictionary if i was dictionaries are descriptive not proscriptive if that was how people used it then that's fine and that's how language works okay but that is not how people use it let me go to Steve calling in from Tennessee. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, how are you? I enjoy your awesome. program quite a bit. I'm a first-time caller. When we wow. talk about uh, these terms on how long dating should be, and I think the foundation of this conversation is the average marriage lasts about eight years in this country, which is unfortunate. Indeed. But I just Indeed. feel like when we... We kind of, that's the foundation of relationship is that the marriage lasts eight years in this country. So I think that's, uh, anything else we talk about, you kind of got to build on that. I would point out that the first marriage, um, so the number, the people who get married more often drive down the numbers on marriage. Uh, They really kind of mess the marriage numbers up. There's a lot of people who get married and stay married. And then there's another lot of people who 
get married, and then do it again four times. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at it kind of like a bell curve of the number of marriages. So, like, on the far end, in one direction, is a chunk of people that never get married in their entire life. Small. On the far end, on the other one, is people who get married over and over and over and over and over again. And somewhere in the middle is, you know, one to three marriages, I guess. Yeah. And the people who get married like 17 times will drive that number right <laughs> into the ground. Whereas like the people who are on the other tail of this bell curve aren't affecting this number at all. Yeah, I heard. Uh, and then again, too, uh, gay marriage also drives it down. Once they legalized gay marriage in Boston, I think the divorce rate went way down. So the gay, uh, the, the, the gays are uh, marrying for longer. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. I, I I don't know what the numbers were. I always wondered why uh, gay people were so uh, you know darned ready to get married. So many straight guys think it sucks. If you have two people who have careers and can't get accidentally pregnant, at least they they have tax benefits usually to being married. Yeah. I, Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. I think it, you're welcome. So. I have a weird perspective on this where I think the purpose of marriage is not actually for the people in the marriage, but for the potential children that that tends to create. I mean, that's kind of the traditional, traditional uh, perspective. Right. Um, many people. Uh, so I'm, you know, talk to many married. I travel in circles of married couples who have children uh, far more than than most of you guys do. And the resounding uh, philosophy is, is that. If I ever get a divorce, I will never get remarried. Mm. Like, and I suspect that's because they've already had their kids. Right. And honestly, I, I can't think of a particularly good reason to get married if it's not about uh, kids. Sorry, gay guys. I mean, you know, maybe. Well, and gay people can still have kids. that are just more expensive. Yeah. yeah and, and none of that is saying it that it's not a good idea to have like a lifetime partnership, a, a long term relationship, even if you have no children. I'm just saying I don't see the purpose of getting married even in that case. And I think that in many cases, many people get divorced because they don't have any creativity around what a marriage is. So um, they, you know, a marriage is an agreement mm -hmm. and that agreement can look like anything you want it to look like. And that means you get to make your, your own decisions. A lot of people walk in thinking marriage means something. And it, in many cases, they get the hard, fast real truth but it doesn't i can tell you this one of the things that was told to me before i got married uh, this was by an ex-girlfriend about my current wife is now you'll be able to have sex anytime you want <laughs> right like that marriage to, i guess to her because you don't have to like leave to go to work when you wake up or at the <laughs> very well i suppose you can get up a little earlier well, you just don't have to find someone but, you okay, know okay, who you'll find so if, if you 2 do PM and you're still at the office you'll be like excuse me boss i'm married so, I'll be back in half an hour. Well, uh, th that's the easy. Those are the easy questions to answer. What if she does? She or he does doesn't feel like it that day, and then then what do you do? Well, now the marriage vows have been violated, not the ones that were stated, the implicit ones. And what I'm trying to say here is, I can find you court articles that agree with you on that if you want. I'm sure. Well, and this is why I think it's terribly important that you a write your own vows and b mean and stick to them. I, at the very least, discuss what marriage means to you beforehand, or uh, continue discussing it. It's a decision Amen. you make every day. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here on Free Talk Live. 
Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. And Peakless Mountaineer. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We talked briefly about this article from Coindesk.com, where uh, it says Musk's, presuming Elon Musk here, I know it's Elon Musk, crypto tweets... I assume they're not referring to the scent glands of skunks at this point. Destroyed lives, Anonymous says, this Anonymous with a capital A, the, the group Anonymous, says the hacker group as hacker group targets Tesla CEO. So basically, uh, Anonymous says Elon Musk ruined lives with his screwing around with Bitcoin. And uh, I can't say I disagree with this. At at one point I was in this, I was like, well, Elon Musk drives up the price of Bitcoin because he's excited. And I don't know why um, anybody, you know, the presumption is in this video that I watched that Elon Musk's handlers in the government – said, you're not allowed to like Bitcoin and drive up the price. And um, let's just presume that premise is true. It's also it's true that he was already in trouble with the SEC for market manipulation. Well, So that might, not only, they might have told him not to continue helping, They it's also possible that they might have told him that he was going to unhelp. That is market, more market manipulation making the uh, SEC than implicit in the crime that they would uh, – or complicit in the crime that they had uh, were, would be – you know. I mean that's the Fed's I'd like I'd like to point out that it's also possible that the circle of billionaires that he hangs out with went, hey, so um, – We haven't we- gotten in as, in as deep as we'd like and you're driving up the price and making it hard on us. Hey, could you uh, crash this a little bit so that we can get in a little cheaper? And – it's easy to sit here and speculate. I'm not spec. I'm not speculating at all, but I am sort of wondering. Bitcoin is about the pr- half the price of what it was at its peak right now, and it's about thirty five thousand uh, dollars per Bitcoin, and it went up to sixty seven thousand at its peak. So um, you know that's a it's a little bit of hyperbole, but not a lot. And uh, anyway, this video here basically says Elon Musk, we're taking you down, and when tes- uh, when Best anonymous 
What's that? Best of luck to them. Yeah, Anonymous is not the sort that to be trifled with. Um, and uh, there's a there's a lot of <laughs> weaponized autism is a terrible <laughs> thing on the internet. And um, if anybody ought to know that, it's Elon Musk. Now, perhaps his hubris will outweigh that. I don't know, but I'm just of the opinion. Look, look, Elon, you want to drive up the price? That's been great for me. I think that's wonderful. Uh, my the investments that I manage have been uh, you know helped. But when he started messing around and driving it down, you know, the idea that Elon Musk, who claimed that uh, his his reasoning was uh, that Bitcoin uses a lot of power. Yeah. Now, let's see how much power the banking system, which would include U.S. wars, uses. Well, yes, the banking system. um, Just think of all the the buildings, the the fluorescent lights, the people driving to work in banks and all this stuff that Bitcoin could eliminate toward adopted. And the idea that the banking that. Bitcoin uses a lot of power begins to pale in comparison. Secondly, most people think that if you use power, the power is gone, but they don't understand how the power grid works. I used to work at the uh, at a place called uh, Clear Channel Sarasota, and we were at the end of the line for a power company. So we were on a place called City Island. There's no longer a building there where I wor- where Ian and I worked, and we started this show or anything like that. It's all gone. But um, regularly electricity would shoot out the end of this thing. It had some device on it and pow, you know, like big, big giant sparks would fly out of the end of the electricity grid. Now, what Bitcoin miners are doing is they're sucking up a lot of the extra electricity that's on uh, this grid. No, most people don't know that there's just extra electricity getting shot out in the world. And by the way, with the alleged exception of some places in Texas, which is in dispute, U.S. electricity and probably everywhere else is a government-run thing, so they're not exactly running it efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the biggest example of this is where China set up a dam where they do not need that kind of electricity. The area that is served by that dam is no; it doesn't use a fraction of that power. But in spite of the fact that uh, it's been pretty much illegal since the get-go in China to do this mining. There are a lot of people that are mining there because the power is really cheap because all of this power that gets generated, it, it's going to waste. We well, but you can nu- get it cheap here. We should be on nuclear by now anyway. Uh, agreed. If, if, if you believe in green energy and you're not willing to talk about nuclear power, you don't believe in green energy. You just believe in a fantasy world where energy just happens. Um, well, and part of this is just people don't understand the, the price mechanism. I mean, I, I bet Elon Musk does, but... He he's right. clearly well, all- banking on the fact that people don't realize that power is cheaper where there's an excess of it. And and that's what I'm basically trying to explain is is that uh, Anonymous's position, and I concur with it, is that Elon Musk, um, a liked Bitcoin, b for some reason decided to dislike Bitcoin, and then c pointed out that uh, Bitcoin uses a lot of power and said super bad because I'm Tesla and Tesla is about good power, not bad power is the most elementary bullcrap out there, mm-hmm. right? And got a lot of people who divorced themselves from reason and decided to follow a, uh, you know, an authority, i.e. I- I- uh, uh, Elon Musk, and perhaps they deserve, you know, the weak hands deserve to be called out a little bit, and I don't know, you know, how that's going to go, but I think that... Shame they're taking the rest of us with them. I think that Elon Musk may have found his, uh, you know, his match here with Anonymous. I want to read a little bit of this here. It says, a video on YouTube claiming to be from the hacker group Anonymous 
takes aim at Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, saying his tweets that have roiled the cryptocurrency markets have destroyed lives, destroyed the lives of hardworking people who've had their dreams liquidated over your public temper tantrums. Sounds like an accurate statement to me. Now, I'm not saying this guy should be removed, and I'm not saying that uh, the SEC will go after lesser men for far less when it comes to market manipulation. The feds have no interest in preventing crypto market manipulation. In fact, they have the opposite interest. That's true. Well, uh, and, and, and clearly this, is, this isn't what he honestly believes because, hey, he still owns a bunch. Right. He hasn't liquidated his Bitcoin. And, um, you know, maybe he's just trying to consolidate more, get his friends. I don't have any idea what he's trying. This is all speculation. Well, pe- people who have enough time to sit it out can drive the price of things down in government regulated, although crypto is not that. Okay, but usually so in government regulated markets. It will be soon. When the, you know, less rich people can't wait it out or freak out irrationally so that they can buy everything up for cheap. And well, go back. we're not talking about crypto necessarily. We're talking about Bitcoin. Um, so crypto, in many cases, cryptos have done whatever cryptos are going to do, and Bitcoin has done what it's going to do. And in many cases, the what they call second-gen uh, altcoins have done basically what the old story is, Bitcoin catches a cold, the altcoins catch pneumonia. Um, and that has happened, certainly. Now there's third-gen, and even uh, some are claiming fourth-gen altcoins out there that no one's even talking about. And in many in many cases... These are projects that are running, uh, you know, like freight trains, uh, you know, freight trains down the the, the tracks uh, at full speed ahead, and nobody's hearing about these things at all. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't. I tend to think that a uh, at this point a cryptocurrency that's about currency is run its course, and you know, you have to slide that to the side. You need something new and different in this area. Um, I, I guess the great crypto wars appear to be over. In my opinion, and I'm not. Eh. I disagree completely. Well, I, I think they. I think well, they I mean, it, it, we finally have an actual market in currency, is what's happening. And when you have a market, you have competition. So the the competition is not going to end. Well, the competition isn't getting richer while Bitcoin diminishes in price. Uh, that's that's not true, actually. So, so uh, the the market dominance of Bitcoin has dropped to like forty percent. Yeah, but that's that's well over time um, has happened. But um, you know, I mean, the people who are holding the alternatives to Bitcoin haven't gotten rich. Um, you know, I mean, Bitcoin went up, whatever. They both they all went up together. They all went down together. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Stop censoring yourself. Right. We're legally obligated to censor ourselves. We can't play, <laughs> we can't play that video because it says S-posting in it. Oh, it does say that, yeah. The, uh, the video about Elon Musk. and uh, It's clean otherwise, and but we can't play it for that reason. Right, but S-posting is a thing on the internet, which is just sort of... And Say a surprisingly, it's a, a 
really surprisingly useful thing. Like, I did not expect S-posting to be useful in any way, shape, or form, and it turns out I am mistaken. It, it's it's very useful. I mean, for Can one thing... Can you define it? <sighs> Just sort of saying random crap for the lulls, right? Um, It's not it, random. I mean, it could be that. It's, it's like taking, like, the... It's almost like the appeal to absurdity, which I, I debate is a logical fallacy anyway, but... It's taking something like way too far, maybe to make a point, maybe to not make a point. Just being a taking a point and being obnoxious with it. Well, um, this story here, which uh, is about anonymous, the organization going after Elon Musk or threatening to go after Elon Musk at the very least, uh, from CoinDesk.com. Um, I, I, I'd like to point out that Bitcoin.com is a great source for cryptocurrency news, too. So if you want to get your cryptocurrency news, please do so at uh, Bitcoin.com. I'm going to give Coindesk the credit. That's where I found this story. But That's uh, just who had the full video. That's I don't know that Coindesk does everything that Bitcoin.com does. Bitcoin.com will give you all the resources you need as a, a neophyte in the uh, cryptocurrency world, too. Not only can you find out how to get started, but you can get a wallet. You can, uh, you know, you can purchase cryptocurrency. You can get some for free. You can, uh, you know, do all kinds of stuff. Uh, mine cryptocurrency, trade it, exchange it, whatever you need to do. All there at Bitcoin.com. So I've got a, a Wikipedia definition here. S-posting is, quote, aggressively, ironically, and of trollishly poor quality, unquote, posts or content to an online forum or social media. So just posts. Trolling, trolling. So, yes. Well, like, it's targeted trolling. Uh-huh. Like, if you take your curse bladder, as I like to call it, like that, that deep inner, you know, lizard brain part of yourself, and just harness and focus it laser-like on a single target. That's us posting. I see. Well, um, it's not how I want to spend my time. <laughs> it, it, I don't suggest it. I, I just find it surprisingly useful. I think it was a, a big part of how Trump got elected, oddly enough. <laughs> I think that's you know, part of that. Then again, it's also the person who was running against him in 2016 was one of the most vilified and hated people in the united states or ever and uh, i mean you know and that's the way joe biden managed to get elected too right? true and very true one wonders whether we'll ever pull out of this uh tail spin of really crappy choices uh, no that's because that's what an election is this is the end re- and it's a surprise it took 200 and whatever years like this is what democracy is here's your two choices and i can just kind of creep up up <laughs> And I think that yeah, a turd sandwich or a giant douche, as yeah. the uh, South Park uh, uh, analogy goes. Yeah, well, I think that the um, I, I like the Simpsons one better, where they have like Krang and Clang or whatever. They, <laughs> that was the yeah. laugh too. Um, like they, there were these two a- tentacled aliens with razor sharp <laughs> pointed teeth uh, that were parading around as you know your average politician and they uh, Homer, I believe, uh, you know, unmasked them as you know, tentacled aliens, and they said, well, what are you going to do? Vote third party? (laughs) And and honestly, you know, if people wanted better choices, they ought to demand better choices. And and I think that 2016, well, from since 2008 on, we got to see with Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders, these two 
highly popular candidates. And populist. Um, populist and popular. What the system did regarding them. Right? Um, now, I'm not saying that they had the yeah, most the- numbers, but... Teaches well, a, that'll teach you to be consistent. Well, what I'm saying is, is that um, the you know if the Democratic and Republican systems for determining who's going to be the uh, you know the nominee were fair, these people would have had a much better shot of being the nominee. In fact, I'll go so far as to say Bernie Sanders would have been the nominee had it not been the the deck had been stacked, and I think he would have been. I'll, I'll go further. I think he would have been the president instead of Trump. If and maybe, there had not been yeah. such wild corruption throughout the Democratic Party. Right. And it could have happened again in twenty um in twenty twenty. Which there's absolutely no reason for it because there's no law saying that you have to have an election to determine your candidate. No. It could just be the DNC and be like, We're the DNC, this is our candidate, deal with it. Oh but yeah, that's, they've, that's... they've gone to court to specifically uh, and they have found in court that they are not required nope. to do what they say they're going to do. Right. Well, I mean the when you say you're the Democratic Party, then you should use uh, systems of democracy. Just call me crazy here. One would think. To, you know, come up with your candidate. And you should believe in those systems as a system for coming up with your candidate. Instead of, now the Democratic Party is even worse than the Republican Party when it comes to these superdelegates and things like that. The Republican Party had to really dig deep into the old, uh, you know, Roger Roberts rules of orders and drive the Ron Paul candidates around in a in a van and circles um, in order for them to not be able to vote, uh, you know, on a, on nominee day and all that stuff. They had they, they had, had to a lot more dirty to kidnapping tricks. to yeah. stop this. And this, you know, the, <laughs> like. People's belief in the system is corroding at an incredible rate. As well it should be. Yeah, well, the system's corrupt. I want to read some of this uh, story from Coindesk here. Given the very nature and name of the decentralized hacking group, Anonymous, it's possible to determine with 100, impossible, excuse me, to determine with 100% certainty that the video was created by a member of Anonymous because there isn't membership. Well, it's. But if you self-identify as such, then you therefore are in an organization like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprisingly similar to Forkfest. Still, the video. What is it called? When does it start? Whenever I say. Right, and this is uh, don't be say. don't be surprised when mainstream media and politicians are like, "How do we deal with these decentralized people doing decentralized things?" They don't get it. They, it doesn't speak their language. They don't understand it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you declare yourself as part of Anonymous. You are part of Anonymous. Anonymous says so. And um, I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. I am Anonymous. <gasps> You're a All right, figure. where are the feds? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and I just support what they do. Anyway, it still bears the hallmarks of all the past videos that are accepted as having been created by group members. Wearing the group's trademark guy Fox mask, using a voice changer, the narrator of the video accuses Musk of being little more than a Bond villain, someone with a carefully cultivated image as a visionary that's a disguise for nothing more than another narcissistic rich dude who is desperate for attention. Um, maybe Musk is a visionary. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I'm not prepared to say that, but... Well, being a visionary doesn't make you not evil. I'm sick of the temper tantrums surrounding Bitcoin. I can say that much. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. 
The Terran Federation and the Terran League have been killing each other for decades. Sheltered, wealthy, and light years from the threat, the members of the 500 have no interest in changing that. When Rear Admiral Terrence Murphy is given governorship of a backwater system, a risk-free path to wealth and power is his for the taking. But Murphy is a man of honor, duty, and responsibility. He intends to stop the killing, whatever the cost. Governor by David Weber and Richard Fox from BaneBooks.com. Talk Live, talking about Elon Musk, talking about Bitcoin, talking about Anonymous, the organization Anonymous. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And uh, yeah, you can call in and talk about this or anything else because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. I'm just reading this article here from Coindesk.com about uh, the video that Anonymous has presumably anonymous. It's anonymous, right? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This looks like anonymous. It looks and- like anonymous to me. Well, it, 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 it kind of is by definition. It's like if you identify as whatever and you're like, well, I'm here identifying as it. Well, then you, then you are it, that way. right? So Wait. Is anonymous a gender? <laughs> after sure, taking after taking issue with Musk's environmental and labor record, the video, well, the guy in the video, zeroed in on Musk's recent dabbling with cryptocurrencies and saying that Musk only turned his back on Bitcoin, BTC, because he was afraid of Tesla losing government subsidies. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I do know it's believable. He is a welfare uh, prostitute. Right, he's a guy that's called, been called a libertarian over and over again that has made the vast majority of his money on government subsidies. And the, the wealth that he started this with, and look, he's not responsible with for what his parents do, except to the extent that he kind of ratifies it. So if you, you know, if your parents do evil things and you're like, bye, and, and maybe you don't have to go that far, but if you start involving yourself in it, they own Emerald, quote, own Emerald... um. Mining. Mines, which is where he got his startup money from. And it sure isn't a nice business. And if you know anything about where gems come from, I mean, they're human traffickers. So Yeah. Well, um, the accusation made by Melanie here. <laughs> so it is... Uh, it is far from a libertarian. I, I, I tend to agree with you know all these is that um, that's the case. I liked him when he was pumping Bitcoin. I've kind of paid attention to him. I like that Tesla truck. I like the idea of these uh, Tesla cars. Not that I know anything about, um, you know, electric cars and whether they're better, good or better or best for the environment. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm 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 putting my money on hydrogen vehicles anyway. Um, you know, and they're having some luck with those things, but they're not ready for uh, consumption yet. Yeah, as far as I know, the biggest environmental degradation that happens from creating Teslas or any other electric vehicle is the battery creation process, Yeah, which you can use electricity to create hydrogen fuel without this incredibly destructive battery creation process. It's true, and many of the people that call themselves environmentalists have uh, you know, stopped 
experimentation. They stood in the way of experimentation in the area of uh, nuclear power. And that is that was our big saving grace, the opportunity to really save. I mean, I know that thorium, 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 thorium. Right. Look up thorium salt reactors and uh, you will find out they melt or as I prefer to call them, meltdown proof reactors, because the biggest complaint about, um, you know, nuclear power is what about these meltdowns? What about all the oil spills and all the people that are killed in, um, you know, uh, petro uh, petroleum accidents and things like that believe me lots oh, more you mean, problems you mean working on an oil rig pays you extra because you tend to die right and so anyway you know you can look into that if you want to going back with uh, the story here it's now widely believed this is a quote here from the anonymous it's now widely believed you've been forced to announce your company's involvement with bitcoin in order to keep the green government mon- money flowing into your tesla coffers denounce not announce what's that Denounce. Denounce? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if I'd said announce. Um, anyway, uh, it's just my accent. Are, are, are you Are you insulting where I'm from? <laughs> I'm saying it's very I'm important where I'm to be from. clear. You left on purpose, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like Florida, but I do have a bit of the country accent. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the Hackers Group, Anonymous, further calls Musk's recent move to create a Bitcoin miner council an attempt to take control of the industry. Yeah, this was the first I was hearing about that, but wow. Well, there's already, look, Blockstream already took control, so um, at this point, could it be worse if uh, somebody else did? I don't care. Uh, Well, would it be worse if a corporation did? Then, I mean, this other thing is like a group of loosely connected people, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be worse. Yeah, it's the same. Um, Anyway. I'm with Melanie on this one. Uh, Making it. Uh, putting it in the hands of a corporation instead of a like loosely organized group is definitely worse. Yeah, I wouldn't a, give it a C corp, so now it's auditable. Yeah, I think that I I would agree with you that Musk is attempting to take control of it and saw that he couldn't take control of it, and maybe Dogecoin he can can take control of. But anybody who buys into this Do- Do- Dogecoin rage as though this is a solution to something is gonna get what they deserve in the long run. I mean, the guy- it literally said this is a joke this is a joke people ask him, well did you think about this he's like no i threw it together an hour and it said lol look yeah it's a joke it, it's a literal it's not an investment it's a joke yeah he uh, from what little i know about it he specifically designed it so that it would be as obvious as possible that this is the worst possible coin that you can create and like, I, I'm going to just make it pump out 10 billion of these over and over forever. We've accepted it here on Free Talk Live, and there's some that I've kept and some that I've, um, you know, liquidated. But there's coins I won't take just for like something that's close to ethical reasons, and I think Dogecoin would be one of those. It's not for I me. I think I'm that's worth. Th- I think that's worth exploring. So like, um. If I was in a situation where I could spend exclusively cryptocurrency, the the fact that I have raved and raged on and on about uh, about Federal Reserve notes, like if I still kept using them when I didn't have to, then I would be a hypocrite. But here he is raging about Bitcoin, and he's still using the thing. Right, he's holding uh, the Bitcoin. I. As far as uh, the Dogecoin that that Free Talk Live and the Shire Free Church has, it's really laziness uh, and nothing else, right? Like you there just haven't exists. changed it into anything else. I mean, I have reserve notes too, so like it's fine, I guess. But 
Right. Um, you know, I'd love to change our business model into not accepting U.S. dollars at all. That would be fun. Um, but for you know, about five minutes, that's not going to happen. I haven't done anytime it. Yeah. soon. Yeah, <laughs> Melanie. Melanie's our bookkeeper, by the way. <laughs> she <laughs> says if she says no, then it's no. <laughs> the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Going on here, the video of uh, anonymous here. Uh, talking about Elon Musk, reserved some of its harshest comments for Musk's recent tweets that have helped wipe billions of dollars of value from the crypto market, saying millions of retail investors were really counting on their crypto gains to improve their lives. As hardworking people have their dreams liquidated over your public temper tantrums, you continue to mock them with the meme with memes from one of your million dollar mansions. One of your million dollar mansions. And this is relevant but how much responsibility do you have as a person who's investing in a volatile asset? I mean, <sighs> well you have okay as a person who is um like musk's whole thing is sort of personality and uh social currency right and so he gets this long list of people who you know want to listen to him he's destroying that social currency and then destroying it again and again and again with these memes. And as far as I'm concerned at this point, if you're following this dude, you're just a fanboy. Well, wait, so you, it, it, both of those can be true. It can be true that Elon Musk is a worthless individual and also that you're responsible for your own finances, not Elon Musk. Yeah. Well, okay, so what's your alternative, though? So, I mean, sure, yes, it is a volatile market. Life is volatile. But this happens to be the only ethical choice that you can make. Bitcoin Core is not the only ethical choice that you can make. Well, but where Bitcoin Core goes, so do all of them. When it crashes, all the altcoins crash with them. Maybe not as much, but they always crash with it. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. Do you think Musk, the SEC ought to go after Musk for his tweets? It's Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves, because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Sometimes that has uh, negative results. I'd like to pr- draw your attention to the website, thecrypto6.com. That's the thecrypto6.com. You can't get it wrong. It's either the numeral six or spell six out, your choice. Thecrypto6.com. There you will find some video and some uh, narrative about what happened on March the 16th, I believe. It was the 16th because it missed my conversion date by one day. <laughs> you, have a, you know what the date is that you became a libertarian? Um, no, I know what date is I became an anarchist. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. I, I tend to think that these uh, people that, uh, you know, that want uh, market-based solutions in the area of governance aren't, in fact, anarchists, because anarchists want no rule at all. Um, in fact, are autoarchists, they want self-rule, or they want, uh, you know, rule that they get to cho- choose, or, you know, want better, want better choices in governance, whatever the case may be. Um, but, uh, you know, you can see the whole thing. Go to thecrypto6.com. 
we are talking about a story here from Coindesk.com about Elon Musk and his, uh, what they're calling, uh, let's see, continue to uh, mocking people with, uh, let's see, your temp- public tenter- temper trend- tantrums that where Musk continues to mock people with memes from his million-dollar mansions. And I, I kind of wanted to uh, bring up the little chat we had during the break about uh, so the SEC would absolutely be hammering anybody who was doing this kind of market manipulation to any other commodity. If you started shifting yeah. the gold market around like this, they would be on you like flies on ass. Yep. And nothing. Crickets. Yeah. Absolutely. Not an angry letter. Nothing. And and I think that if you were making it go up. They absolutely would be on him. Well, I don't well maybe know has- that's what happened because he was doing that for a minute, right? And that's the speculation of uh, anonymous. Here is is that in fact you know the government or big banks, but I repeat myself, um, uh, you know, and uh, big corporations Threatens or whatever to withdraw the welfare if he yeah. kept making well, that, Bitcoin go up. That's an entirely different situation to me because if you're doing things, are are so if if the SEC comes to your door and says, "Hi, we're the kidnappers." I need you to post this meme. That's one thing. And I have a hard time hating someone who then goes and posts the meme. Right. If the Department of Welfare for Rich People comes to you and says, you know what, Mr. Billionaire, I'm going to quit letting you get welfare and, unless you post this meme, I have a very easy time hating you. Yeah, I'm going to have to I have to explain this for uh, on the air, Melanie. Um, not everybody speaks the same way you do. So, you know, the difference is, is that sort of positive versus negative reinforcement. And what what we need to understand here is, is that Tesla does not survive on selling cars. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Tesla is not a car company. Tesla is a welfare company. That gets subsidies from the United States federal government, um, you know, maybe from you through your subsidies that benefits off of the subsidies of the United States government uh, because of its uh, green energy, which I think that batteries are debatably green. I mean, you know, there's a lot of caustic chemicals and the processes for extracting those chemicals are terrible on the environment. So is fossil fuel. But I I don't think there should be any subsidies. I think live or die, fossil fuels should receive no subsidies. Batteries should receive no subsidies. Solar panels should receive no subsidies. And nuclear power should receive no subsidies. All of these should be, you know, compete on a uh, level playing field. And just a real quick note on this. A lot of people will say that American oil companies receive subsidies because they aren't taxed where every other country does tax their oil. And no, that's not a subsidy. Not stealing your wallet is different from handing you money. Agreed. Um, a lot of people look at the you know, subsidies as you know something different. And and I I would say that Musk gets these subsidies um, is benefiting off of subsidies in many cases uh, from his cars that other company that other car companies don't, and that he has figured out the way oh, to yeah. take these subsidies. He um, knows how to play that game. Yeah. So. Anyway, and I, I use the term subsidy versus tax, um, you know, for a reason. I think taxation is theft. I think subsidies pervert the marketplace, and it's different, but not entirely. Well, and they got different. them from theft well, because they didn't earn them. Not well, really. A lot of subsidies are just a lower tax, right? That's not if, a subsidy. No, those are. Di- that's exactly what I was pointing what, out. But, Lowering taxes is not subsidizing. Giving someone money is different from stealing less of their money. 
Now, I, I will even go so far as to say that the form of subsidizing that we do in this country, because we print the money to hand to you, is in fact a tax on everyone else. So um, every year I put a certain amount of money in an IRA because if one for one dollar, if I put it in that account, the government doesn't tax me on it. Like I can take away my dollars that I would give to the government. Your mileage may vary on that uh, cut. On that ratio. Thank you, uh, Miss uh, Accounting School graduate. Um, she knows better than I do, and uh, but that's true. Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, every dollar I don't give them is a dollar that they don't use to build a bomb, a million-dollar bomb they're going to drop on a $10 tent. It kills people's kids. So I don't give them anything. But I wouldn't put that money into an IRA were it not for this rule. Right. And that means that there's a bank out there benefiting from my deposit based on the fact that the marketplace has been perverted by this tax rule. Yeah, you get a tax break for behaving well, yeah, in so, this behavior. So the IRS is not a revenue-generating agency. The IRS is a social engineering agency. So yeah, yes, they the cause fact. people to do things to the extent that people can be caused and not, not the biggest Yeah, and that's, will, that's but... actually a great big myth in this country is they think that uh, that their taxes is what runs the government. No, that is not how it works, and that's not how it's no. worked for the last century well, on plus. On a local government, I mean, there, there are probably local governments that run off of property tax or sales tax or yeah. something like that. But sure, but on the federal the level, the feds on, on the federal level, taxation has nothing to do with running the government. It has to do with manipulating you to do what they want you to do. They can run the government fine by just printing the money into existence like they do. And that's why the uh, the Republicans are always big on let's give this uh, earned income tax credit and the head of household uh, tax credit and all that stuff because they want big families or the, you know they believe in the family whatever and all that stuff right um, and you know it's done on both sides and you're absolutely right let's go on here um, let's see the video which is the video of anonymous uh, calling out Musk which at press time has had 1.2 million views not a joke. End with a variation of the group's signature sign-off. You may think you are the smartest person in the room, but now you have met your match. We are anonymous. We are legion. Expect us. I love that. Despite numerous people having posted a copy of the video on Musk's Twitter feed, the Tesla CEO has yet to directly respond. However, Musk did post, he knows better than to respond to that, did post a tweet Saturday afternoon that could be interpreted as a response in the tweet must simply said don't kill what you hate save what you love stop killing what i love <laughs> um, you, you, you do that usually by killing what is killing what you love there is that yeah yeah there's uh yeah um i don't think that's gonna save him yeah you know like do not uh, that is not a like you don't literally kill like the CEO or whatever. Yeah. The so weaponized like, autism of uh, of anonymous does not care about uh, you know Musk's uh, two bit inspirational tweets. Okay, <laughs> like they are going to if if they decide to crush him like a bug, um, and they manage to get enough of them on their side, and I tend to think they will, then then he will wish he hadn't. Yeah. In this I'm particular saying. case, the only way to save what you love is to kill what you hate. In this particular case, your influence is destroying what I love. So we have to destroy your influence in order to save what I love. Yeah, so and metaphorically, so like getting banned from Twitter or something like that. No, no, like his influence, not him, not the dude, 
his influence, his ability to manipulate this market has to be destroyed. There's a there is a uh, there are viruses on the Internet that are certainly capable of bringing down, um, you know, uh, network systems like the one in Tesla. And these are the sort of people that can ins- install these things. As a matter of fact, they likely already have people in Tesla that are anonymous members. So it this is not <laughs> not good. He needs to apologize and back off as fast as he can would be my uh, estimation on how to do this. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, I was, hey, just, I was just wondering that uh, um, you're talking about that uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and, uh, or uh, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. And, uh, Tesla, and uh, yeah, I was wondering that if there, has anybody ever looked up where uh, his house is run out of solar? Yeah, where is that? Hold the line, if you would, David. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Free Talk Live. On March 16th of this year, a joint government task force raided the New Hampshire Bitcoin Embassy, the Mighty Moose Mart, the homes of Aria Demezzo, Andy and Renee Spinella, Colleen Fordham, a grandmother, and perhaps most relevant, the studios of Free Talk Live. The Crypto Six were arrested, most were released, but Rich Paul, also known as Nobody, and Ian Freeman both remain in custody. We've been in contact with attorneys that say no crime even appears to have been committed, but that didn't stop the Joint Thug Task Force from ripping out wires from the back of our broadcast stacks, taking Free Talk Live off the air, violating our and your First Amendment rights. You can go to thecrypto6.com and donate to fight against these charges. But as importantly, contact media and tell them about this outrage. This case is likely to set precedent for the use of cryptocurrency well into the future. Help our fight for liberty and financial freedom at thecrypto6.com. Free Talk Live. That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in here on the airwaves and talk live with us. It's me, Mark Edge. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Let's get right into the calls here on uh, Free Talk Live. And, and like I said, you can call in. And by the way, if you're hearing this uh, recorded, you may not know it's recorded. Like, how would you? It's just playing on a radio station someplace. Or if if you're listening on podcast, I'm sure you know it's recorded, right? Like, how could you? Uh, One would look at the woods. But I suppose you could be hearing a stream on the Internet that's delayed. Anyway, if it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time, call in, talk about whatever you want. You may be the topic from yesterday. It may be the topic from last week. It may be a topic that no one's ever brought up on the radio. I don't care. Which would be impressive. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We are your source for freedom of speech. People talk about freedom of speech in America, but there isn't much of it. And it now, well, this isn't freedom of speech in so much as your constitutional right to freedom of speech. But you can talk about things that otherwise wouldn't get much distance. For instance, social media. 
I love to use this comparison. People like to post on social media and like to go back and forth in their little flame wars and all this thing. And then, you know, all dozen people that managed to read the thing. Are you kidding me? We're on 200 radio stations and you're taking the time to type out your message. The number is 603-283-6160. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Now, you will be confronted if your idea, you know, if if we've got questions, we're going to ask them. That's for sure. Let's go back to David, who's calling in from New Mexico. I believe he was asking about Elon Musk's houses. Where does this guy live? Um, I, I don't know where he lives, but and I was wondering and, and who he makes electric cars. Does anybody know whether he said that he's with Total Green? Yeah, is, 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 or is, is he, he powering his? You know, fly oh. an electric plane and uh, get, you know got solar panels on his house and the whole work. I see. So is he uh, hooked to the grid, or is he, um, you know, doing all solar? Well, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on at his house in particular. It certainly is possible to get a, put enough enough uh, up enough solar panels that you can, you know, run completely off of solar. That's that's a possible thing to do. And he but only has a it's family true. of three people, so it's not like he needs loads and loads of electricity. There are a lot of people in this world that are running their electric cars on coal-powered power plants. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it's another potential well, source of hypocrisy from them. What I was asking, and also about the, you know all these politicians that are pushing the, the the new green deal. How many of those run on electric cars? They have the money to buy them. You know, us little people like me, I don't have seventy-five thousand dollars to go buy an electric car. Well, not every electric car costs seventy five thousand dollars, but um, you know, there's different cars for different uses. I my wife has a plug in Prius, and I chose to go with. I bought after she had it. Is, the Prius is a great car. Um, in in and of itself, yes, it it's a great car. But yes, it is. Uh, yeah, thanks for the call, David. I do appreciate it. It's um, probably not great for long distances. I would imagine the Prius is it's a hybrid and it has a regular engine. Okay. Um, and so we drive we used to drive it regularly from Florida to New Hampshire. Um, no brakes. Now, the, the but at that battery point, it's not an electric it. car. It's not fair. an electric car. It's a hybrid um, and it's a plug in hybrid. And whereas I just decided to go with the Honda Accord or Honda, excuse me, uh, Civic. Um, I just got a little Civic. It, it gets. 38 miles to the gallon on average, and sometimes I can get it up to 40 on highway. And that's pretty good compared to the F-250 I was driving before that. <laughs> that's for sure. And I think these are decisions that people have to make, and they have to pay the, con- the, the price for their decisions. And if we didn't subsidize uh, fossil fuels, then people would be making those decisions. I don't know whether we do or not. Whether we is in the government, I don't know whether the, United, the the people who claim to rule you choose to give out money to very wealthy companies that drill for fossil fuels in order to power your car. Um, I can tell you that uh, the cost of fuel has gone up under Biden and it was lower under Trump. And I know that that means a lot to people when they vote. But I don't know much else. Well, I think David had a very good point with, OK, all of these people who are perfectly comfortable, completely r- just demolishing our entire civilization and rebuilding it completely in the, the great vision reset. of the grand of the green new deal yeah. so all of these people are they putting their money where their mouth is are they actually living in an ecologically responsible way because from what i've seen they tend not to 
Right. This is Al Gore going uh, to around the world pushing global warming while flying in a jet. A private jet, no less. Yeah. And no one no one's going for that. I mean, that just looks bad. And many of these people who are doing, you know, stories on the polar bear and these kind of things and, you know, things don't look good for the polar bear. But I don't know. If only they could swim. Oh, wait. No, they're good swimmers. Well, they're breeding now with uh, brown bears, I think. Mm -hmm. And and the polar bear may be, you know, extinct isn't the right term, but um, may be evolved out at some point. And again, I tend to think that there's, you know, we need to come up with better solutions than fossil fuels. But I think the marketplace is the best place to do that, not jamming it down our throats. And it's tried several times. Alternative energy isn't, even if it makes it through Congress, I don't know that it would for extra political reasons, because that's what the U.S. dollar is based on. Yeah, we we run a petrodollar. So, like, if we actually moved away from fossil fuels, it would destabilize the place of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. And they're not going to let that happen. At least they'll go out with a fight. One thing I'll say is positive about Elon Musk and his uh, market manipulation in the area of uh, Bitcoin is that um, we're currently talking about ways to make Bitcoin more green. In many cases, Bitcoin uh, well, Bitcoin is doesn't need to be as expensive to use as it is, and people aren't looking at alternatives. Um, I liked IOTA, which was a coin. It's probably long since crashed. I have no idea. I haven't been paying that close attention to it. But the idea of IOTA was that I think it, in order to do your transaction, you needed to process three transactions. So the market had triple redundancy. That could be easily lifted to five transactions because processing a transaction is not difficult from a c- computational standpoint. In Bitcoin world, it's made more and more and more difficult uh, difficult uh, as to how many computers in are in the marketplace and lots and lots and lots of them are now and that's what the complaint is but if it was um cooperation instead of competition in this area i think that um you know that would be something that's very interesting now bitcoin needed to have a way to introduce currency into the marketplace in so much as first there were no bitcoins then after the first block was mined there were 50 and then after that, there's 50 and 50 and 50. And then later, uh, it dropped down to 25, and then it dropped down to 12 and a half. And then it, uh, I think it's now at six and a quarter, or it's going to go to six and a quarter. I'm not an expert on this. You need to look it up. So I would like to see these cryptocurrencies become more green and more interested in this, but we'll see. And who knows what green is? I don't even know. I mean, there's the the problem is, is is that the world's getting so specialized that no one can know everything well, about and, it. And the thing about cryptocurrency is that it undermines the system that is causing us to be stuck in a pattern of ecological destruction. So the fact that we can't have thorium reactors is because the government has an absolute monopoly on which energy systems we're allowed to use or they will put you in a little box if you don't follow their rules now if this catches on to the point where it replaces the the government power that is fiat currency then you absolutely will see alternatives showing up you will see alternatives to fossil fuels you will find the thorium reactors that we're looking for and you will find technologies we can't even imagine today yeah that's a good point is is that um maybe Bitcoin and cryptocurrency will go to thorium reactors 
Because one thing is, well, this is true, and this is certainly Elon Musk didn't say this, is that Bitcoin, because of its uh, demand for processing power, has pushed forward computer processing uh, technology by like, well, at one point it was six months. It's probably nine months to a year now, just for the demand of Bitcoin miners. So the world's moved faster because of this, and technology's improved more quickly. 603-283-6160. Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Melody. And Pinkless Mountaineer. The number, 603-283-6160. Got a phone line open here. 603-283-6160. We've been talking about Elon Musk and his tweets that have, uh, according to Anonymous, destroyed lives and that the hacker group is uh, targeting the Tesla CEO with the intention of well, scaring, scaring him. Maybe oh. he'll behave himself or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what his exact situation is with uh, with the with the corporate welfare, with the SEC, with any of that stuff. But apart from that, he could end this very easily. Like it is not hard to say you're sorry and come back. I'm not going to say that that's definitively true because if he's getting counter pressure from different organizations one of them being anonymous and one of them being some branch of the feds officially or unofficially then it that's not very easy yeah it's and, possible but and it's if not anonymous, very easily if anonymous goes after musk and destroys musk when in fact it is the uh the feds or something that's forcing him to you know act in the way that he's acting then what's the point They'll just find somebody else to manipulate in the future. All that you've done is destroy the tool, not the user of the tool. Well, it, it, it puts a lot of work on their plate. And I mean, they're not gods. They no. don't have infinite power. They can only do so many things. And cultivating a new Elon Musk is a very tall order. Well, if you presume no, that it's he... not. Cultivating a new Elon if Musk. If you have the resor- resources of the United States federal government, no, you just... Go well, get one. Though I, I think that it's probably fair to say there will always be the smartest businessman in the world, right? And uh, lots of people would say Elon Musk is that guy or Jeff Bezos or whomever, right? Um, and once you are that guy, then there's people who hate you just because you're that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean you, you just go get somebody who has that charisma, make them rich. They don't even have to know that you're the one that made them that way. And then control them after that. I mean, it's not that hard if you're a superpower. Okay, so then do this to that one. Now, if you can take down these golden boys that they set up for our worship, if you get good at taking them down, then you exhaust their resources. Like, this is what happened to the USSR. They ended up in a quagmire that just exhausted all of their resources. The USSR had communism and did not have the world reserve currency. That's true, but they they had a lot of support from the world reserve currency at the time. The world but reserve is a point where you can't you can't pay for it anymore. The United States government's uh, credit rating has diminished over time, and um, so far we're on completely on track for the prediction that I made regarding the national debt here in the relatively near future. At this point, both parties. 
uh, don't agree on much. But what they do agree on is is the national debt is meaningless. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they start thinking that, that's when it's going to come get them. Um, or not as soon as, but that means that it's going to, it's, it's woo woo coming down the track, folks. Here it is. Reality. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, the United States government cannot stand in the face of reality. And reality is, is you cannot continue to print money hand over fist and it not be meaningful. So, um, let well, me make the point. Pre 2008, they could without any alternative and without any pushback, but now there's Bitcoin. Th- yeah. So in uh, when George Bush took office from Bill Clinton, the national debt was five billion dollars. When Barack Obama took office from George Bush, it was ten billion dollars. When Donald Trump took office from Barack Obama, eight years, it was twenty billion dollars. These are round numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and. In eight years, my prediction was, A, that Donald Trump would be president for eight years simply because uh, presidents tend to be president for eight years, not because he was great or good or I was liking him or anything like that. And in my own defense, he received more votes than any other seated president in history. Um, You know, lots of things, including COVID and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happened and he didn't make it. And whatever, I'm not shedding any tears over that. And there is no investigation to find out whether or not that was legitimate. Yeah. And there's not going to be. Don't don't worry. If there was, people would just argue about it. So it doesn't really make a difference. At this point, he's not president. And at the end of uh, Biden's first term, if he, you know, whatever, at the end of eight years, my prediction was that the debt would be $40 trillion. Now, I don't know what it is at this moment. But it's getting close to thirty trillion um, U.S. debt clock. I can't see what I'm typing because I don't have my glasses <laughs> on. Um, but basically, there's uh, usdebtclock.com. You can go there and look at the uh, the debt as it scrolls up, as it just runs and runs, as your children's you future. Can watch the money printers go. Yep. Is being and mortgaged. Your children's future go. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, another David from New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. The original. The other one was the other one. Was another one. Hello. Well, if you wanted that to be true, you should have called in earlier. Well, okay. I'll take that <laughs> under advisement. So, picking up where I left off, there is more to what I was saying yesterday, and that is, uh, oh, you're going to have to recap because uh, I didn't hear it. Pardon? You're going to have to recap because uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. hear it. Yes, yes. I was already incorporated into my plan. Listening okay. to you on KIVA, Kiva Radio in Albuquerque, and KENN in Farmington on love Sunday night. K-E-N-N. Oh. Pardon? I love them both. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, in the state of New Mexico, your, your state government, uh, in one of the cabinet uh, agencies, the CYFD, which is the uh, Children and Youth Family Department, which is the same as a CPS, Child Protective Services, they yeah, were caught state state. Uh, violating people's rights, constitutional rights, uh, including the U.S. Constitution, and it needs to be exposed because th- this example is a perfect uh, model for what your government does to everybody nationwide. And here's what these guys did in particular, is they, they were directed by their cabinet secretary, the top guy, uh, last year to start communicating using Signal. With the Signal uh, encrypted uh, uh, messaging app, 
uh, set to automatically delete any of their correspondences, their work correspondences, after 24 hours. So that, that is illegal. number one. They, pardon? That sounds illegal. Right. And that's here's highly. the reason. I don't know about yeah. highly illegal, but, um, you know, what people in the government continually forget is that they work for us and that the things that they do, um, the written stuff that they produce is supposed to be available through Sunshine Acts and uh, Freedom of Information Acts and these sorts of things. Be- and because yeah. they operate with near impunity, they believe that they have impunity. And right. um, that's where they tend to step on it. And so go ahead, David. Yeah. So, so, and uh, on that note, in the state of New Mexico, the the law, the statute, the law that's passed is the is IPRA, the Inspections of Public Records Act, which is the equivalent of FOIA on the national level. So, number one, they violated that IPRA act because in destroying um, uh, public records, they can no longer be retrieved by those filing an IPRA request for right. for those records. In right. addition so, to so that, if I file Freedom of Information Act, um, they're information isn't available because it was killed it was killed off after a day because they were using signal a messaging app that has the ability to to uh, do this hold david hold on um the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 it doesn't surprise me but it is illegal free talk live Breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com. Free Talk Live. Got a phone line open. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 if you want to grab it. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. And uh, we're talking to David here from New Mexico, who is always Johnny on the spot for finding out what the bureaucrats are doing wrong at any given point. And... Apparently, uh, in New Mexico, and I'm sure this is going on elsewhere, um, in fact, I'm almost certain of it, the government bureaucrats were using a messaging app called Signal. Now, uh, Signal is encrypted, which means that people can't see your messages, and I think that eh, everybody should be able to uh, use encryption. I like that. Now, however, they're on the public dole, you know, the public time, being paid with public money, doing the public's work. And so the public should be able to find out what it is they're talking about. And they can find out legally. They can get emails and all this uh, other stuff through Freedom of Information Act requests. And But Signal has a feature. And that feature is it destroys messages after uh, some Whatever you set time. the clock to. Right. You can set it for And you can set it to never also. You can set it for one second. You can set it for one day, one week, one month. And I think this is a good thing to do because, well, uh, if you go to thecrypto6.com, you'll see what happened to my radio studio just three months ago. And it, uh, you know, frankly, the, there's people who want to collect evidence against you, and they're not always so nice as the United States federal government. Believe me, my tongue's in my cheek. 
Um, I find it highly annoying. Yeah, it's a, when when the when my friends on Signal will set theirs to delete. It's like, ah, but now I can't refer to what we were just talking about. Yeah, I don't like that that feature either. But um, you know, that's that's. That. Yeah, I kind of uh, wish we had some of that going on, just because like it's time consuming to sit there and print like documents that I wasn't even here for. Yeah, well, yeah. As far as the the public things, it, it seems pretty simple to me that private individuals should have access to privacy and public individuals should have their stuff public. I mean, at least like in their capacity as, right? Yes, like yeah, yeah. if you want to go when home and yeah. when they're acting whatever. as private individuals, like, you know, if you want to have privacy between you and your wife and your mistress, whatever, you know, that's your business. You're not being an official. You're not a public uh, person at that time. Right. Now, I don't need the cop cam on while they're going potty or something like right, that. Right, right. Now, when you are determining the lives of children, it'd be nice if we could see how you do it. Yeah, you should have records of that if you're going to be kidnapping kids. Yeah, want to thank the amplifiers. Um, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com if you like what Free Talk Live does, which is gives people the ability to call in and talk about whatever they want. So, you know, supports fr- support freedom of speech by amping the program at amp.freetalklive.com. Also, if you'd like... The message of liberty being broadcast out on public airwaves. Well, well, they call public airwaves anyway, <laughs> national airwaves. Then, by all means, support us at amp.freetalklive.com. As has Gavin, who is a silver level level amplifier. That means Gavin gives five dollars a month, and that's what we ask. Um, so, thank you, Gavin. Thank you, amplifiers. It's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to David in New Mexico. All right, David. So yeah, and I and I blow the whistle on this uh, under the in the spirit that uh, my allegations against the state of New Mexico government and specifically their children and families courts um, are dealing with the children that uh, are are referred to the courts through CYFD as well as those that have not been referred by CYFD. But my allegations have been for a decade consistent that the government itself is not following its own laws, and I'm being damaged along with my children. That's my allegation. And so uh, wh- what I do when they tell me that I'm all wet, what I do is whenever I see uh, evidence that proves my allegations factual, then I throw it in their face like I'm doing right now. And so they were destroyed. These people uh, at CYFD, by using the signal auto-delete, they were destroying public records that could then no longer be solicited by citizens or the yeah. press through the inspection of public records laws. In addition to that, not only were they violating blatantly the Inspections of Public Records Act, they're also destroying evidence because by definition, every single one of those children that is in their custody or under their control is involved in a legal in a court case, case. If, yeah. not mul- if not multiple. And there are two parties to or, or more uh, to every legal case, and those parties have a legal right under the U.S. Constitution, under due process, to discovery of everything that is discoverable. And these people at CYFD in New Mexico were destroying lawfully discoverable information. So do you think this was intentional in that, oh, we can't let uh, families know about this stuff, or do you think it was just more stupidity on the part of the government? You don't accidentally download uh, Signal and turn on deleting messages. I got that, but I mean... I I can see a reason why they would want to delete messages, and maybe they just didn't think about it um, that, oh, yeah, this is evidence in a court case. Is it possible I, that this wasn't nefarious? Sure. Is it likely? I don't think so. David? 
Yeah, I agree with that last statement. And and the bottom line is, it doesn't matter what your it doesn't matter what your intent is. What it matters is the bottom line that this is a violation, and we can argue whether you intended it or not. You're still in violation. You're still violating the U.S. Constitution and all of our rights, especially the Fifth Amendment that goes along with that dumb. Yeah, like if I accidentally went and deleted all of my hard drives right now, I feel like I would go to jail. <laughs> Probably true. Um, you know, whoops, boating accident. Oh, I shouldn't have put it above the toilet, I guess. <laughs> David, what is going to happen as a result of this? I mean, you know, this is a. It sounds like this could be a very big deal if it gets picked up by the right uh, media organizations. What can happen? Yeah, well, there What's are some, there are there are local media. Well, it, it, there's local media organizations. There's like a half a dozen different ones, and there's a, a, one or two national that have reported on it. Our state attorney general Hector uh, Balderas is looking into it. He ought to follow through Thank on God. that. And if he doesn't, I would suggest to him that it also, if if he fails in his duty to look into it and do something about it, it's also within the jurisdiction of the federal Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. So Merrick Garland and DOJ, please, as you are looking into uh, doing a formal investigation on Albuquerque Police Department, please come and do one on other places in the New Mexico state government that are doing thing like, things like uh, denying uh, due process to citizens in a pattern and practice, pattern and practice being a specific legal term. Thank you for the call, David. I... <sighs> I, I guess I've just grown so cynical <laughs> that I just don't think anything's going to happen. Not that I don't think it should. I think David's absolutely right. I mean, they should come down on these people like a ton of bricks. It's a legitimate grievance. And, you know, that this is this is precisely the nonsense that shows that this government is not of the people, by the people, for the people. Right? Like, if you keep on repeating that crap that you heard in uh, civics class, look, they lie to kids all the time in school. Get over it. This is not a government of the people, by the people, for the people. And when the bureaucrats that work for you, supposedly, I'm using air quotes here, delete their messages a day after they were sent because they sent it on a uh, encrypted messaging app so that you can't hear what they say, you're not the boss of them. Like, those are the king's men, and you're not the king. Well, I am, actually. <laughs> They've forgotten that, but that's the truth. When we kicked the king out of this country, that power became ours. We just have forgotten that. I don't know if it ever was. I mean, honestly, you're familiar with Shays' Rebellion. I mean, this was basically, you know, le before the United States Constitution was written, there was an, a rebellion in Connecticut of the people who fought in the uh, Civil War, excuse me, the Revolutionary War, um, saying that, hey, we were lied to. We trade. We traded, um, you know, one king, uh, you know, thousand miles away for well, at least several dozen kings here, and it didn't work out. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like we allow them to be the dominant gang in this area because they're supposed to be following a set of rules. And right. That's the idea. And when you prove that they are just flagrantly violating the rules they invented, and then everybody yawns. They don't care. You know, like America's got the government it deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can't force freedom down people's throats. Free Talk Live. Yeah! 
Free Talk Live final segment. I'll give the number out here one time, 603-283-6160. I recommend you put it in your phone so you've got it. Label it FTL or Free Talk Live or whatever makes you happy. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Peakless Mountaineer. That way you can call any time between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time to talk about whatever it is that you feel like is necessary to talk about. And, uh, you know, not every story uh, gets the acclaim it deserves, but an interesting thing occurred as far as a, uh, a point back in March. Is that right? Pe- oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine what we were distracted with when this happened. Indeed. Well, the story just came live recently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's killer drone hunted down a human target without being told to. Hunted it down or killed hunted it? Hunted down. Well, they don't actually say. Okay, go they're, ahead. they're rather nonspecific, but I mean, their use of, you know, killer in this case. I mean, I'm pretty sure unless you kill, you are not a killer. All but, right. But, and that's kind of a thing with, uh, with, corporate media they don't like to say certain things they just like to beat around the bush and imply heavily that there's no other option that that's true i guess so if i put out a a robot that says kill peakless mountaineer right um and i've programmed it to do just that kill peakless mountaineer then the robot's not really making a decision to kill you it's just going to kill you when it finds you Right. Find that's and kill. also true of most animals, right? But yeah. we still call things killer bees and whatnot, even though they don't really have sapience. I'm not saying it should be called a killer robot. I'm just not sure that uh, sap- that uh, a decision has been made by a machine to kill a human yet. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference between, oh, well, we got this general AI and it programmed its other AI to make a robot to then kill a, a human. No, there was definitely a lot of human agency involved in this. But still, it's it's one of those like these these are the mile marker moments yeah. that okay we have just crossed this this threshold. Like twenty twenty is the year when the first like it wasn't a manned robot. It yep. was operating on its own. It was just one of those fire forget and find as they like to call it. Yeah, and it just went off and went oh yep gonna go kill that one. I guess. So, for instance, if you're drones have been killing people for a long time, not drones, the the operators of drones, the United States government um, and its minions, uh, people, I should say, the people who claim to uh, the people that that purport this authority to kill without trial, um, they have been dropping bombs from drones for a long time. Once the bombs dropped, there's no stopping it. Right. Right. Now, presumably, when the killer robot is released. You could turn off the killer robot at some point and say, hey, abort mission or something. And then if it, you know, fails to find whatever. I mean, it's terrifying. I, it, like visions of Judge Dredd and robot dogs chasing people down relentlessly, tirelessly, uh, you know, with, with metal teeth ready to kill could certainly come to mind in this and probably with good reason. Well, so far, all the robot dogs are incredibly cute looking. Which is why they uh, put a paintball gun on top of Spot. I don't know if you saw that article. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let people, you know, pilot it around a little bit because, yeah, they're absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like Somebody put a resol- revolver on a flying drone and turned it into a killer bot. Right. You know, pretty quickly. And it wouldn't be much to, to do such a thing. Well, and that's p- part of the terrifying revolver, thing about Glock, this is, like, there, it, you will just 
send these out and they'll just operate on their own by whatever by whatever paradigm you gave it of these are the people that I'm going to kill. And my personal like deepest concern on this is whether the only way onto the whitelist is if your uh, your injection passport is up to date. Well, um, it could be anything is what you're saying. It it's, could. It, it absolutely could be anything. And like it's been done now. And who knows how many more times it's going to be done. Yeah, I, I, the, the one thing that I'm happy about the political football aspect of COVID-19, um, and I'm not happy about it generally, is that people like uh, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, saw political expedience in making it so that, um, you know, pe- that COVID-19 passports were not going to be a thing. Vaccine passports wouldn't be a thing. I hesitate yeah. to use the term vaccine because the thing that... Uh, the shot that you get is not a vaccine in the traditional sense sense of the word. Right. It's um, you know, this therapy for your genes or something. Yeah. Prototype yeah. gene therapy. Yeah. We'll and, see. And Meanwhile, I, CRISPR is illegal, so if you want to CRISPR out, oh, I don't know, a genetic disease out of yourself, you can't do that. CRISPR's illegal? It's well it's not authorized, so that's the same thing because it's medical. Okay. You're not allowed to sell it. Okay. Well, um, I think that we're finding out over time that, uh, you know, perhaps. Well, and I mean, you don't really have to have that much imagination to go, okay, this technology exists. You know, what if a bunch of white supremacists come along and have a, have their little, you know, uh, uh, death drones running around going, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to check the color of your skin and nope, too dark. Going to kamikaze that one. Right. And this is um, it's an interesting question is, is that if the United States government can create a weapon and that's what this is, this drone is, is a weapon that can hunt and then kill uh, autonomously, then how long before? And first, do we have the right in a world where you can have the right to in a country where you have the right to keep and bear arms? Do you have the right to build this technology or own this technology or buy this technology? And if you do. How can you use this technology in a uh, defensive uh, fashion? Because I am struggling to find it. I mean, I, I suppose you could, but um, you know, mostly yeah, and, offensive. And a fun part about this particular one: the the target was running away. Yeah, the target had turned back and fled from the war that they were fighting, and that's when the AI drone hunted it down. Right. Right. So, um, you know, now it's it, it appears to be violating Geneva Convention rules where, uh, you know, somebody who's not an actively an active combatant is uh, being chased down and killed. The U.S. never follows those. And they're, they nope. are kind of I don't follow them either. <laughs> I have hollow point uh, bullets. I mean, oh, are those G- are those uh, against the Geneva Convention? Yeah. Which yeah. is silly, because if you if you kill somebody quickly with hollow points, that's not allowed. But if you shoot them with a couple of regular bullets and let them bleed out for three hours, that's cool, according the, to the Geneva Convention. The Geneva I just like Convention. the fact that uh, the, the hollow points tend not to go through walls very easily. So I mean, yeah, they're better domestically as well. Like, you don't want to shoot your neighbor. You want to shoot the burglar with a knife in your face. Um, also, I believe, look, I'm, I'm no lawyer or anything like that, but last I heard, the Geneva Convention actually doesn't want you to target human beings, but in equipment and things like that. So really? if you're in the tank, it's okay to blow up the tank, but uh, you're not trying to blow up the people driving the tank. You're trying to blow up the tank. Pretty sure you're allowed to target enemy combatants. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't have any answer. Maybe you're shooting at their guns. Having very many rules in war doesn't make any sense inherently anyway. It's... 
I, I don't think people like the notion I mean, war is of shooting somebody to be like in the, back, the last though. resort anyway. Like it's supposed to be like we do anything that we can, and if we absolutely have no recourse, then we have to go to war. Yeah, that's the problem. Is is that if you give them this recourse, they use that recourse over and over and over again, um, because well, that's that's what they know. Uh, humans have been fighting wars for as long as they've had it, been able to put enough people together to not call it a battle anymore. And you know, it is it isn't going to get any better since the beginning of the birth of government. Yeah, that's basically yeah the first because then they can put more uh, put more soldiers on the field. Um, one would be curious as to what weapons they used in the first war, but um, you know, it's always interesting to see what happens when one enemy has superior weaponry to another um, in the, the course of the battle. And usually, that's it. It's it's usually about weaponry in on the battlefield. So um, this guy was running away, yeah. and this killer drone came after him and did the kill. Mm-hmm. Now the kill. Maybe in air quotes here. This we don't know what happened, um, or you know they're not reporting on that. They're just saying that um, it fired in the way that it was going to fire, whether that's chomping on him or shooting him with a gun or whatever it was. But it it executed the kill. Um, that kill could have been a uh, you know army. Yeah, they, they they state that it had kamikaze abilities, but they didn't they didn't say if that's what it used or not. Okay, I always think back to the. Um, with the born identity remember these uh these the series i don't think it was the first one but they t- they bring jason born in or the guy that was jason born before he was jason born and they have him shoot a guy who's handcuffed in the corner uh with a bag over his head and he's like well what do he do does it matter you know like do you need us to lie to you you're a killer kill him oh yeah gangs do gang initiations like that and that's yeah, once you've got blood on your hands, you're obviously devoted to our cause. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, indeed, that's what what it is, is the final step in it all. And, Are we and, initiating the AI? Is that this? And that's what it all comes down to, to you, ladies and gentlemen in America. You just care the story, the lie they told you about why you need to shoot the guy with a bag over his head. But you'll shoot him, shoot him in the head. You'll, you'll do it. Six, so, I've given the number. Go to freetalklive.com. Email me. Complain. Free Talk Live. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com.